You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Hell yeah. It's episode 278. Of the new Utah podcast. Every single time. Every t- oh gosh, oh. Damn it. Farmer Luke was That's not uh, Farmer Luke's fault. You yelled into the microphone. I didn't. <laughs> I s- I'm talking the exact same thing. Anyway, um, every time I hear flick it, I think of a booger. No, it's a cigarette flick. I know what it was, but that's what kidding. I think that's of. Funnier. Letter King is amazing. So uh, anyway, this is the New Utah podcast. As you heard from the intro, it's episode 278. Um. Yeah, we got a few other episodes coming, uh, even though we won't be here, so that's good. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I was thinking I was going to start off all hot and go, and I'm just kind of. And then I out. crackled, and yeah, just, sorry, just ruined it. I did. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you ever listened to this show before, <laughs> basically, once that intro's over, it's done. Might as well just turn it off. Uh, this weekend we were at Jeremy's house. Yep. Probably the final barbecue of the yeah, season. Probably. Sad day. Definitely not a great day for a barbecue. It was so cold. It was so cold. Like unseasonably crazy cold. I think. Well, the, it was kind of warmish during the day. Like it was the, okay. The barbecue food choices, oh, however, yeah. I think that was, that was the, this is the right time to do pizza on the grill because I think anything else, like the way we typically do it, would have been terrible because it's fucking, it just gets cold so fast out there. Yeah. But, yeah. So. Heather pre-made 60 or so little pizzas. Yeah, for two dozen people. Squares. Or rounds, I should say, not squares. Yeah. And then everybody brought ingredients, and then people could make whatever they wanted. Then we Dessert threw it on the pizzas, grill. pizzas, regular pizzas. It was so good. It's yeah, good. it was really good. It was a good time. Chris, Chris had made, another one last night. I was going to say, Chris made the sauce. It was good. Yep. Made my sauce. You guys all sauce. had my sauce. My yep. sauce. It was, it was good. Saucy sauce. I like making... Look. I, I don't, I think anytime that I make marinara moving forward, I'm going to do what I did and jar a bunch of it and just can it because it's really handy. Like when Brie and I are like, oh, we want some pasta or something. Like I'll whip up some pasta. There's my sauce. Yeah. That's well, and your pasta takes a whole seven to 10 minutes. But if you've got the sauce already made, bloop. No, my pa- gross. Chris Can makes sauce. his own pasta. Yeah, my pasta takes me like an hour. Oh, if you're making like, it by hand. Like 10 to 15 minutes to like knead it and shit and then like another 30 minutes to rest and then you got to take it out and throw it through the pasta sheeter so it's about an hour or so give or but take. But already have the sauce ready to go that's oh, the pa- and then the pasta only takes like two minutes to cook at that point by yeah. the way oh god fresh pasta is so good we haven't made that in a while we had fresh pasta lasagna fresh a few lasagna. weeks ago yeah. Ooh, yummy it's good with my sauce i didn't make the sausage for that one though no lazy. you just you made the noodles and the sauce but yeah. he's made the sausage before too we've had like a completely totally homemade lasagna sausage to sausage and special sauce i didn't pull the cheese for that homemade lasagna. that's true <laughs> not into pulling mozzarella yet haven't gotten that far we've thought about it but yeah uh so i think the sauce is like super convenient doing that so and it would made it really nice it could bring yeah, it was really perfect. good sauce for everyone to enjoy and, and this morning when we got up there was frost on the chicken goop Yep. It's uh like it was 41 this morning when we got up to go to the gym. Because uh, Phoebe so we get up at the Harry school. Butt Crack of Dawn. It yeah. is the fir- first day of fall, though. So you No, know. it's not. Or was yesterday? Tomorrow. It was tomorrow. Oh, so I'm off by a day. September 22nd. So as you're hearing it's this today. It's not really tomorrow. 
Christmas. It's September 22nd. Well, wow. so as of recording. The, the autumnal equinox is September 22nd. So sometimes, some months it's the 20th, 21st, 22nd. It like falls in that. Yeah. For the different equinox. Anyway. But it is the 22nd. Uh, and I don't know if you fucking saw the harvest moon last night into yeah, this morning. Yeah, that was cool. That's the, that's the signal there. So that's, that's the cool. harvest moon. Speaking of harvest moon and how fucking cold it's getting at night, cause we do live in a desert. It's time to harvest your shit. I like to spell shiz with two z's, please. Yeah, but I like to say shit <laughs> with random. a T. No, it says shiz on our notes, oh. and I always spell shiz well, with two Z's. Well, just you have a pen. I started with jizz, and I changed it. So. Harvest your jizz. Ew. <laughs> Isn't jizz two Z's too? Uh, have you probably. seen that? Have you seen that little TikTok thing going around? That's the it's the the pineapple. No, the, no, that one. Did you see that one? I saw She's that stirring one. it with pineapple. No, it's the one where it's that old. It's that how it's made show. That old how it's made show, and it shows these toaster strudels or something going by, and it's like with just a jizz of mayo. Yeah, it was a sandwich thing, like a homemade. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, like and then it shows sandwich. people's reaction to like have their sandwich and like spit it out. Uh, The one I saw the other day that I had to send to Brie. And uh, I, no, don't eat that. (laughs) The girl goes, well, they said pineapple makes it taste better. And it goes to a shot of her stirring what looks like semen in a bowl with a piece of pineapple. And then it goes to a bunch of reactions. I'm pretty sure it's like icing. Like yeah, it's, it's just like super clear, actually. But it days. looked legit. Well, they might. You don't ever know what they do on TikTok. Brighton, Brighton's our, Brighton, by the way, Brighton's our guest here. Well, he's not our guest. guest he's a co-host. Here. He's hanging out with us. He, just, he, he found just, the clip. He was my ride. He just found the clip. The yeah. other day, Brighton was showing me a video of a horsecock clam. Please show us. Is it a clam? It's a the clam or just a muscle. It's a conch, like conch. It's a conch shell or conch shell. Yeah, it's a muscle. The way this guy said it, he said the giant horse cock. Like he didn't have the n in there, and everyone's the giant horse cock. That's also a. Yeah. Here's the mayo one. Yeah, just pull it right up. Learn from three. I got to jam it into the mic. Yeah, pretty much the speaker into the mic. Learn quick. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Here he goes. Jam it in there. Jam. Machinery. For this sandwich, a jizz of mayonnaise is yeah. required, which is squirted onto the bread via. <laughs> I sound so bad. A jizz of mayonnaise. Why would you mayonnaise. use the word jizz? Well, it's a Canadian show. That doesn't it's make a, it it's any a word. better. Ma- so, it's a word. Maybe in Canada. No, no, that's not. But the the moral of the story is harvest your gardens. Yes. The things that can the things that can hang out likely are your 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 fall squashes can potentially last. Um, pumpkins and crap like that. You can keep those pretty. If late. you're worried, throw like an old sheet yeah, just or throw a tarp blanket or, or something on something there. over it, and then you'll be fine. While we're talking about the mayo. Jizz, real quick. No, we moved on. No, from jizz. I need to. I need to tell you something very important. I learned. So, whipped cream in the UK is called squirty cream. Yeah, yep. squirty cream. That's fine. I saw that. Movie. <laughs> it's actually, the canned cream. It's yeah. the canned cream that's it's called squirty, squirty cream. cream. Yeah, because squirty cheese too. Yeah, which is easy cheese. Cheese in Squeeze a can. Cheese. That's good stuff, man. You stick it underneath a Ritz cracker and like push the button and it'll go through the hole and make a nice pile. I saw that. That was a game changer. Yeah. That totally changes how you eat Ritz crackers and easy cheese. Mm. One of my favorite. What's wrong with you people? Over here, one of like my gagging. favorite things that my mom did. So again, I grew up ghetto ass, right trash, poor motherfucker. So for Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, my mom would get, you can get, they, they only come out around the holidays. You can get like brown and serve rolls. 
right? And they're just these stupid rolls that are like split top, Wonder Bread makes them or whatever. You throw them in the oven, they brown up, you take them out, you eat them. Well, what she does is she opens them, fills them with easy cheese, and then cooks them. <laughs> and so they're like cheesy rolls. They're so good. And so these are the ones that kind of like flake into... No, no, they're just like a split top roll that oh, okay. is like... It's all the way cooked, like like Wonder White Bread is, but you put them in the oven to brown the top. And Buy then, those uh, with Russian pesos and Putin points. <laughs> we got to talk about that. <laughs> no, that's not how you that's buy right. those things. Russian pesos. That was we were. Jonathan was like, "What do they? What do they use we're, in in Russia to buy stuff? Pesos? <laughs> it's called the rupee, isn't it? So we got no, Russian pesos, Ru- ruble, and ruble, Putin ruble. points. Yeah, Putin points and Russian <laughs> pesos. <laughs> I think the rupee's just Zelda. Now I'm all fucking confused because that's could not. Be. Uh, no, I think a rupee's a thing. Because I don't play Zelda and I uh, yeah. have heard of a rupee. I want to say it's the Indian currency. Um, let's see. Yeah, that rupee is the Indian rupee. Yeah, right. rupee. Okay, I wasn't crazy, and it's the rupee. Rupee is shitty Russian, Russian currency. Yeah. I like this. Putin points better. Putin points. <laughs> Putin points. <laughs> I mean, it might be now, because their fucking money's worth nothing, honestly. Um, Five million Putin points. <laughs> uh, it's like credits. Putin credits. Putin points. <laughs> it sounds like something. It's like your public credits you. in Star Wars yeah. when after the Republic. The the metal the, on Mandalorian does the credits the metal whatever. Anyway, I was just thinking like the class money the teacher will give you for being good because you'd have like B bucks or super student cards or whatever. What kind of Putin points? Cheesy ass <laughs> points. School did you go to? Not yours. Participation <laughs> award school. Yep. That's Here's, all schools now. That's not where I grew up. You got pink slips. No, if you I got it from up. the principal. So, well, you know. You got pink slips if you fucked up in elementary school. And then, like, gold stars maybe in a classroom on oh, a chart. Cool. I was going to say, no, that's now cool. you got yes. the card, yellow card, green the best card, card, red best card. card. Best card. That's the, that's the Mandalorian money. Pink slips. You got yellow slips as a warning. Pink slips had to be signed by parents. That's all I remember from elementary school. Or your brother or friend. But that was. That was one. How to write your alphabet. That was one school out of six that I attended when going to elementary school. So if that tells you, (laughs) it fucking changed a lot for me. Uh, I kind of had your life experience for a while there, Brighton. Went to a bunch of different schools Mm -hmm. and then like leveled out in like the middle school time frame. I think I went to three, one, two. Three grade schools. Man, we landed in a trailer park when I was in middle school and my mom's like, I fucking own something. It's mine. I, I went to I went to three grade schools, but all before I was in first grade. That was uh, we were kings then. We fucking owned where we lived. We still had to pay rent on the land that our trailer was sitting on and wouldn't move from because there was no wheels. It was like, you know, on cinder blocks or whatever. <laughs> now your mom has her fabricated home. Yeah, now my mom lives in a trailer home that they put in a foundation. It's under. a fancy fabricated. <laughs> so it's a fancy trailer. Well, it's, home. A, it's actually pretty nice. It's a modular home. Like it's, it's just one that yeah. they you know build and move. Yeah, in those. I mean, they've definitely improved. Oh, they're way years. better than they were back like twenty years ago. Even the so, fire hazards that they used to be. Did you ever go over there when it was still a trailer on the land? She did have a trailer there as well. Yeah. And then this is the best part. So they had a trailer. And they own a tow truck company. Like her and her husband, they do tow truck all. Her husband is. They won't leave fucking Wyoming because of the tow truck business. Because um, it's that good. 
Well, I mean, he answers calls that no one else will, and so they call because, him. Yeah, a lot he doesn't more. care. He doesn't care about being well, home for the family or whatever. Well, he does care. You don't make money on fucking pulling up burned out cars out of like ravines, but he'll do it because then he also gets other calls where he makes money. Gotcha. Well, the tow truck business, especially in a small town, there's a lot of barter that can go on. So, like, there was at one point they had towed some lady's car. And she couldn't get it out. Like she couldn't afford the tow cost. And so they ended up making a deal with her. She had won, uh, a fucking camping trailer from like one of the car dealerships, like a giveaway thing that they did. So they worked out a deal with her. They paid like less than half of the trailer's value and gave her her car. And cause she didn't want the fucking trailer. She just wanted the cash for the trailer. Right. Like, so. They paid her like half of what the trailer was worth. Brand new fucking trailer. So they had their trailer that they lived in, their mobile home that doesn't move. And then right next to it, they had their camping trailer so they could go camping next. in a slightly smaller mobile home. Next door. At least they didn't like try to mount it on top Fuck. and do a two, two like, story. Just build a walkway between yeah, them. They've like, actually got like a garage now <laughs> that they've built and everything. Like it's, it's pretty big. They've decent. got a shipping container in their backyard that they've turned into like a storage shed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like know, a guest room. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a, a guest it's room. a large it's a large. They have a home. guest room so that my uh, brother's kids and my brother can stay over there every once. Yeah, in a while. his brother lived there for a little bit, and then I think when Dominic comes over, he stays. Over. I think Nache stays there sometimes. Too. Dominic the Christmas donkey. What? what? No, he's not a oh. fucking donkey. He's my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good kid, man. Uh, he's your brother, um, only with your brother to teach him not to become your brother. Yeah, he is my, my fucking brother to a T, like exactly how my brother was. Um, I got like Hawaii fever, wedding fever. It's now. coming up. It's less than three weeks away. It's, it's like two weeks, two weeks from the day to for you guys. Today we will be flying over the ocean. And two weeks, the day after this, ep- this episode issues, broadcast, whatever the fuck it does. We will be flying over the ocean with a whole bunch of people because I just found out. Yeah. So we have a different flight from Salt Lake to Seattle than everybody else. But the Levex, the Hughes, and Maya and Tucker, so the Ewings, are all coming from Salt Lake to Seattle on the same flight. And then we'll be already be there and then we'll all fly out. Yeah, now that I know that there's like eight people, there's no way they're not letting them on the plane. Like, it's not eight. It's like fucking. What's that? Snoop Dogg movie 11? with the plane where he's the captain, the Snoop Dogg. He's, I, there's the movie where Snoop Dogg's the captain. Anyway, it's a Snoop Dogg movie. It'll be that plane. That's my whole point. It'll be the party plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Way to just fucking kill that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what is that movie called? It's not, you've got a goo-goo box in your hand. Look it up, I'm, and I guarantee you it's not Snoop Dogg. No, it is. It's Snoop Dogg. He's the captain. No. Captain. This was like a this Christmas. Like a music video? This was a Christmas special in Jeremy's dream. <laughs> dog. He's looking at it up just now. Airplane. Dog airplane. I like that he's typing it out and talking instead of just talking because you're just already spelling. He might it as out. well just say, "Hey Google," into the microphone. It's called Soul Plane. Dude, no one has watched that movie. Snoop Dogg. Um, is the Google captain. wants you to look for kids' games. I can't see shit, dude. Yeah, it's no one has watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you turned your. Hold on. Okay. Let's see here. Soul Plane. Snoop Dogg is the pilot. What the fuck? Is Everybody's it a music video or a movie? Is that John no. Goodman? No, that's not John Came Goodman. Came out in 2004. 2004. Kevin Hart, Tom Arnold, Tom Method Arnold. Man. Um, okay, I'm going to look this up. <laughs> Told you. Oh, my, my Google. See, it, was, it wasn't just me. My Google oh, actually God. turned on, too. So Google. Uh, it's telling me I'm talking into my microphone. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop, people. 
eighteen uh, percent uh, on the tomato meter, fifty one percent audience score. That's but he won't watch terrible. Harry Potter. Not no, Harry Potter. Harry Trotter. No, not doing that. <laughs> Soul plane. So you'll watch some stupid show where Snoop's the pilot that gets eighteen percent, but you won't watch Harry Potter. That's Absolutely. Right. Yes. You people are flawed. <laughs> Even Chris watched Harry Potter, and he's like the biggest like. Now I'm not going to watch that. I love Harry Potter, man. So what? There's a there's a show that's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes um, audience, and I can't. Yes, remember what it's I can't called. remember what it was. They were talking. It's um. That's rare. It's a two. It's a se- the second part. Remember, it's Paddington. It's oh, Paddington, Paddington Bear, Bear Two. Paddington Bear Two <laughs> has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I don't, so we decided we needed to do a marathon. I don't know if it's like a conspiracy or if it's really that good of a movie. I've seen them both. They're okay, but they're not like... I don't trust yeah. you. Oh, it's not 100%. Oh, it was the tomato meter that was 100. It's 99 oh. now, which mm-hmm. is like critics, but the audience score is 87, which is still really fucking high for, for something on uh, Rotten Tomatoes for sure. Hmm. But, yeah, uh, it was okay. It's not... I <sighs> I don't know, it's not the kind of movie I would watch. Uh, so anyway, we have Wedding Fever. Um, I've, I've been doing a bunch of shit to finalize for it and everything else. Uh, also, we went to Fanex last weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, How'd that I think go? that's probably worth talking about for a sec. Uh, it was interesting. Um, there weren't... There were a lot of people. It wasn't like in years past. So like looking at the vendor floor Friday night... And I don't know about Saturday, because this is how great Fanex was. We decided... We Even decided we we'd rather tickets. run errands than go. <laughs> yeah, we went and ran errands that we needed to do instead of go to Fanex on Saturday. Nice. So there's a couple couple of things. One, they only had a handful of panels at any given time. I think they had like four or five total panel rooms, including the grand ballroom. Two of which we left when we decided to go. Um, the the vendor floor was was just as big. It was the whole area, but the vendors were a bit more spread out. It felt like. Um, and they didn't have as many shit vendors. And I think that's a, uh, a factor of. It was actually kind of nice. Uncertainty from a vendor perspective if they're going to make enough money to justify the really expensive cost to be a vendor. Cause normally you've got 25 of the same. Like, the same like handmade Chinese, jewelry. Shitty jewelry. Like everything's from Wish. Handmade, but it's just a fucking trinket that they bought. Yeah. From China or Oriental Trading Company. Wish. We went to the state that fair and that's name, what the everything yes. there was. Of oh course. my gosh. That's all they sell. There, I was like, is there any like actual so, like small businesses here? so it was like it's like hot tubs and like collectors collectors toys and yeah. comic books and we got a, we got a cool piece of artwork that i'm excited to hang and some christmas presents it is still oriental trading i yeah, know they, i told you it was it's still there i can't believe it. i got some earrings that the lady made for me um oh i should order halloween candy from them they have the coolest fucking halloween candy from Oriental Trading? I did yeah. it one year. I ordered tons of like really cool Halloween, like blood bags that were like sour blood and no one came to our fucking house because they never do. That's why um, you're coming to our house. Yes, I am. I'm not even going to be here. <laughs> is this like jelly or is this like a... Yeah. No, it's like a, like a you know, like the, the squeeze pops. Oh, it's yeah. like that kind of gel. Okay. Like we got gotcha. some like syringe candy yeah. for like you squeeze in your mouth. Yeah, yeah I remember like, those. Those are cool. Eyeballs and like... like all kinds of cool shit. I, I should order some candy off of Oriental Trading for that because I like that stuff. Um, but yeah, so the the panels, um, they they have the same pool of like, I want to say seventy to a hundred panelists, um, and I can only listen to four authors talk about 
the future of what Star Wars is bringing from the Disney <laughs> universe for so many times when they have no fucking clue what's actually happening. They know as much as I do looking on my phone. Yeah. So I've like I went to a Star Wars panel a couple years ago and they had a fucking showrunner from Star Wars working under Disney. I think that on was when panel. Jimmy was still alive. Yeah. That's a panel worth going to cuz yeah. that guy actually fucking knows what's going on and he can tell you some cool behind the scenes shit. But f- I'm sorry I like the authors but fuck they don't know shit. And yeah. I don't want to hear them debate the merits of like whether or not uh, Moana is cultural appropriation one year and the next year debate whether Mulan is cultural appropriation because it's the same fucking conversation. <laughs> it's just well, replace Pacific Islander okay, with chill. with Asian. <laughs> so the other part about those those bad panels when it's just authors like that is you get the the really bad nerds. You know, the actually nerds. Oh, God. Actually. That will, like, fucking yell. That feel like they're, like, super um, in the know. That's because this is their element. This is their one time. Or audience participation happens, and they're up at the mic, and they (sighs) tell a 10-minute story about how great they are. Like, they actually had to make a rule about it in the big ballroom. No personal stories. Just tell your question. But, like, (laughs) we went to the Choose Your Own Adventure, Choose Your Own Apocalypse Adventure, and there was a guy behind us that smelled like bo and like spice or something, and so no, we it was just bo. We moved, like we didn't really actually want to move out of the group we were in, but we moved to get away from. And he sat behind us, Captain Sweatpants. Oh, dude, it was so gross. <laughs> it was so, Captain and he was like super, like He'd into that, it and moving, he, and so he kept moving, and it kept like moving the air around. He, he wore that same cosplay for like the last three weeks solid. I he was so excited for Fanex. He He's never it. been washed. Yeah, that dude at Comic Con or Fanex was nasty. Senior stinky. Yeah. Oh God, it was so bad. <laughs> so other than that, though, how was it? I mean. Uh, I mean, about so what you're expecting Thursday, we left kind of early cause we also had the dogs and you know, we were just by ourselves and coming back for the dogs. So Thursday we left kind of early. Well, um, it didn't even start until what noon or one or something like that. And we still left kind of early. <laughs> I know. Then, I'm just saying like that just goes to show you. And then Friday we went for a couple hours and we ended up actually coming back home uh, and then going back later in the evening. And then we didn't even go Saturday, so... We sat and debated it because our favorite thing, which is Twisted Tunes, is on Saturday. And we're like, do we want to go in for that? And we started thinking about all the things we needed to do for the wedding and things that we wanted to accomplish. And um, Sunday was the barbecue, and he was doing magic. And I was like, do we just want to run some errands? And so that's what we did. Remember what I said about eating? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. No, stop. Nope, stop. Nope, stop. Nope. like, I'm out. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. That's okay. That's good. Uh, our guest brought us some, some food that we've been munching on. Uh, Julia, we have a tarot card, right? A dickhead yep. tarot card. Is mm-hmm. that what we're calling them? I don't know what we're gonna call calling them. A dickhead tarot card. That's funny. All right, Dad. Got right. a unicorn on the box. That's all I know. Okay, there you go. Whatever that is. All right. Step away from the crazy-making diet for a hot second. Kale and spirulina taste like ass. Eat some yummy shit. Bacon, chocolate, beer. Get some. That is, like, totally appropriate for tonight's guest. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I had, uh, speaking of yummy food that's also healthy, uh, Core Life Eatery. 
is really good. I had now never eaten there before, and I had some lunch there the other day. Um, Where's that at? They've got a few, but I know there's one out in Sandy on like a hundred and hmm. in that area with all the food on like hundred and fourth or whatever. Yeah. Um. So it's not the kale place. <laughs> so I don't remember what the fucking kale place is called. That place is like everything is a bowl of kale and then like a small like five amount. pieces of something else. Yeah, and then like you're just done and you're just chewing kale and you're like, Jesus, am I a cow? Where's this? Just chewing. It's, I don't. I don't know. know. I can't we, remember what it's Chris called. and I decided to try it one time. Um, is it pulp the, life? Pulp maybe something. The classes that I take for certification are oftentimes at that um, Spring Sweets Inn or whatever, just on the other side of the freeway. Oh, there in Draper. Uh huh. And so Spring Hill Sweets. Maybe. And so it's right by Chris's work, and he still he schedules his lunches so he can take his lunches when I have mine. And we tried to go there and eat one time, and what was on top was really good. But it was only like a quarter of the food. The rest of it was literally just kale. plain kale. Ugh. One of my favorite places, the Field Fresh. Have you ever been there? No, I haven't uh-uh. been there yet. That's in Draper. That stuff's pretty good. If you want like a really good, healthy breakfast burrito, that's yeah. a, that's a good place to go. Field yeah, that, Fresh. That Core Life Eatery was like like quinoa. They have purple rice and like it's it's all bowls of stuff, but it's like really great ingredients. They have like sides of maple bacon, Brussels sprouts, and Ooh, that sounds, good. That sounds so, so good. yummy. Bree's like, no, it doesn't. It sounds like shit. Oh, no, I don't like green so food. But it was it was really quite yeah. quite tasty. I was I was impressed with how delicious the food was. So and and like you know when you eat a bunch of vegetables, it's pretty good for you usually. So you have to eat your greens though, Bree. No. Are important. Yes, <laughs> guess what comes with being forty five? I guess the stuff. I don't have to eat whatever. I Chicken want. nuggets for dinner, mm. if you want. Well, with us this week is uh, another one of the uh, folks that Jeremy decided uh, he should uh, bring on the show because she probably sold something down at the 27th West and 126th South uh, Strip Mall. Sometimes That Jeremy thought was yummy. Sometimes she's had her stuff at the coffee truck. Yeah, so yes, see, I, there's the tie-in. Because I, I have sampled a couple of <laughs> desserts. Or I, I don't remember what it was, but it was good. So, the uh, chocolate-filled croissants are good. Yeah, you had those. We have uh, Chef Carmela Anderson of Carmela's Cuisine uh, joining us. Thank That's right. you. Thanks for having me. Got it all right. I didn't mess it up. <laughs> I do that a lot. You did it. <laughs> Good. Yay. Yeah. It's pretty easy words for me to get. They're not like Susan. It was Carmelo's a lot easier for me. For <laughs> <reason>. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm sure that Jeremy ran into her because of eating brownies on the coffee truck or something. All I don't that know, stuff. Whatever. Well, because that's where, that's where Rocky gets his grooming. I get my grooming. Uh, faded. I know. You got the coffee truck. You got. I know. We need it. Just oh, left the yeah, show. Yeah, my thing. Just left the show, and we're like, we need guests. And Jeremy's like, hey, I know twenty at a place a that I mall. frequent. <laughs> uh, they're all coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and slowly, we've worked our way through most of them. I think um, there's so. the quilting place, but I've not frequented them. <laughs> I'm not quite. I'm well, maybe not, when the game store opens. Oh yeah, the game store. Uh, so just it, opens. I was yeah. going to say, is that opening or closing? Because I saw the opening. sign when opening. I was at Faded. It opened on Saturday. In. Saturday was their grand. Oh, opening. they they must have done the magic pre-release. They did. I, would I guess, saw so. them in there with their tables and their nerd stuff and doing the thing. With the, and doing the thing. With you the know, I do that. Thing, I do know. Right. That's why I said that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw it when I was at the barbershop uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I wonder, oh, is that, because I couldn't tell if it was like coming or going. I'm like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool if it's coming, because then I can go there after I get what? my What my, was my there? Done. I, years ago, I think a stone ground 
retail outlet for the Stone Ground Bakery. Oh yeah, it had that little bakery. Great Harvest or the Dunford Bakers. Something. Or something. Yeah. So it's that vac. It's been vacant for a yeah, while. Yeah, it's been vacant a long time. So, anyway, but they yeah they they popped over and we talked to them for a little bit. But yeah, so they their grand opening was this last weekend. Anyway, oh nice. nice. So, so next stuff. time you get the beard trimmed. Pop next door. See what October second or fifth or Just something. Just before Hawaii. Yeah, right it's before. Not the second. That's when we're all getting mani pedis. Well, I don't know. What not day Brighton is. and Jeremy because they're apparently too manly to have their hands and feet look nice. They're I don't think they were invited. We weren't invited. But who's, I don't who's bringing their husband for it? Me. Me. No, Sean. I thought like Sean was going to want to get a pedicure petty. too. Yeah. He's going to get a mani pedi like they, you want a mani pedi, Brighton. They they don't want to see my feet. No. You, you don't <laughs> seem the you don't seem the mani pedi type. No, I'm fine. Yeah, I don't think Jeremy does The first does time I ever got a pedicure, yeah. the only time I ever got a pedicure, they broke out like a cheese grater. Really? <laughs> right at the bottom of my and feet. The, and the grinder. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Just the cheese grater. Just the, they, Your feet are them. in that water for so long, they could just use their fingers to pick. Has anybody done off. that tank where you put them in with the little sucker fish? Little fish on Benita. Yeah. Gross. I did it at Sequest. <laughs> so not really the same, but the little... Little doctor fish is what the, they're called. They eat the whatever they just the eat. corns off your feet. I don't know how you. I don't know how you keep that water <laughs> sanitary. Like your hangnails and stuff. This they is eat the, the dead skin. How do you keep the water sanitary and not kill the fish? They must be like the placostomas that eat like garbage. Yeah, but that doesn't save you from. Placostomas don't eat garbage. They eat algae off the glass. Yeah. Other small creatures, snails. They garbage. eat a lot of snails. They're the garbage man of the. They are the garbage uh, man of the tank. They're yeah, the, they're but the it's still cleaner. algae. Like the they're just not going around eating other. But I don't know that like they're gonna eat the fungus off of your nails. Like when that stuff flakes <laughs> off into the water. Like I don't want to get toe fungus from whoever did it before me. Tommy's like, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to talk about food now? Okay, sorry about that. Uh, so. First question uh, out of the gate for you. Uh, we'll call you Carmi because that's what Jeremy just said, and now it's going to stick. Sure. Um, first question out of the gate. What month were you born? December. December. March. You're a March baby. So your parents, early your spring. Your parents have an what, anniversary in March. What, what, part of, I guess. what part of the month? First? The, the month? New Year's Eve, the 31st. You were born the 31st. Yes. Wow, that's the end of March. That is total springtime spring romance. Time. Spring they must have had a <laughs> romantic date. Maybe a concert, Hall and Oates, you something. <laughs> some like, it would be more like, like spring Sinatra. Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So have you ever thought about that day before? Never. <laughs> this is a first. You're going to remember now in March. When March rolls around, you're going to be like, what? Oh, and now your husband's sitting over there going, oh my gosh, what month was I born? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not something I've really thought about. Yeah, well, the more you know. Uh, where were you born? <laughs> Toledo, Ohio. Toledo. Holy Toledo. Holy Toledo. There's not much going on in Ohio. No. There's a lot of people there for some reason, and there's not a lot going on in any of the big cities. Yeah. What did your parents do that they were in Toledo? They managed country clubs in the food. Oh. So in Kankakee, um, Illinois, in Appleton, Wisconsin. So food business so, yes. has been in your blood then. A little bit, yeah. So th- they were over the food services in the day when country clubs were a bigger were a thing. Yeah, well, yeah. and that's just in that part of the country, country clubs are much bigger too, like even still today. Yes, like yes. Out here... You have yeah. some country clubs, but really those are just private golf courses and nothing right. more. But, right. But yeah. back there in like Deep South, country clubs were a lot yes. different. Like, big whole roasted pigs, big displays of food. Like Caddyshack. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of country club. <laughs> like uh, Dirty Dancing, the country yep. club in Dirty exactly. Dancing. Oh, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. You don't put baby in a corner. Is that the only line you know from that no show? No one puts no one baby, puts baby in a Yeah, that's corner. the only line I know. Yeah. You don't even know it is the thing. I don't even know it, right? I actually, on, the, on our wedding playlist, the song at the end is on our wedding playlist. Is the the song from Dirty Dancing? At the end of yes. it, yeah. The I Had a Time of My Life. Also, the, the ghost song. Are you going to do some... Busters. You do some, no, oh, not that oh, one. No, <laughs> the, the, oh. the pottery scene. Do the, the pottery, pottery. The pottery one. You should do the pottery and reenact it. No. <laughs> what, That'd did, be funny. I, do I have to die, though, to be the ghost? Hey, it'll make it more no. authentic. Uh, so, Toledo, Ohio, you grew up there? No, I actually grew up in Chicago and suburbs of Chicago. They, um, after that, bought a tavern... Corrado's my maiden name is Corrado, ah. so they bought a tavern in Chicago, and How was we lived that? above the tavern. It was wonderful. What part of what part of Chicago is They were in? in kind of the northern part off of Milwaukee Avenue. If you know Chicago at all, that's Main Street. And so then later we lived in the suburbs. But so you lived above the tavern. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was it like a rowdy tavern, or was it more like an old people Gym- joint, or? A little of both. On the weekends, my um, parents would make spaghetti. My dad is Italian, and so the people would come and have big plates of spaghetti and music, and that's kind of where... Regular old spaghetti started. with, like, red sauce. Yes, red sauce, not, traditional. Not spaghetti, like chili mac. No, simple, <laughs> simple Italian. Because that's a, that's a big thing in Chicago. I know, the chili, chili mac is so spaghetti. good. I love it. I'd never even heard of that before until I saw Indiana, Chicago, yeah. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, because it's all the it's all the chili style sauce, like the Cincinnati right. chili sauce mostly. It's so good. Right. I love it. I've been to Chicago a few times. My, my my old roommate moved out there and really got to show me Chicago. When I was on a business trip, I think I spent like all of two hours in the hotel room. So I got to see lots of it. I love Chicago. It's a great town. I like it better than New York. I think Probably, it's a much yeah. better city. Yeah. So you grew up there yep. through your formidable years, yep. high school, all that yep. jazz. Then what? Then I went to study in France. And Whoa. What did you study in France? Colony? Just, Fran- just French just, and culture. And um, later when I've gone back, I've studied cooking in France. So so why like France? Like straight out of high school, you're like, I'm going to go to France and learn? I went to college and then I decided to do a six-month study and I um, I had studied French in high school and kind of became addicted to it. And you just like, six months? No, nah, I'm going to stay there for a while? Yeah. So is it part of a, like an exchange program? Yes. Okay. Kind of as an exchange. Yeah. So how long did you stay in France? Six months at that time. Okay, so just the six months. Yep. Cool. And That's then, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so what got you into cooking? I mean, obviously, like, it's part of, you know, your your heritage, your family. Were you going to cooking school at the time and then took a... No, and I never completed a cooking school. I've taken classes in different countries in Europe and t- classes in Florida and wherever I've gone. I actually, we had, um, once we got married, we had a daughter that was handicapped. And so kind of those dreams stopped right and so this this came up later in life so once she got in a group home and was taken care of we were able to make a new start 
So let's a second life. Let's let's back up a little bit to meeting and getting married. Yep. Was that still in Chicago, or had you made no, your way? No, I was actually studying in France, uh-huh. um, and he, Mike, husband Mike, was a roommate with a former boyfriend. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. a great way to meet people. And I was still friends with my boyfriend, and Mike spoke French too. And so he asked if he could write me a note on one of the letters back and forth when we were in the old days before cell phones and internet. And so, and- yeah, we, so we wrote for nine months and he lived in Texas. I lived in Chicago. We met, got engaged after two and a half weeks and married three months later. Whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, you were, you got to know each other via yes. like handwritten letters for Seriously. a long time. That's yeah. a lost yeah. art. All you younger l- listeners don't even know what that is. Really? Seriously. So now you Google use, it. You use Snapchat for that now. Snapchat. Yep. I mean, really. Like, Streaks. Uh, I, mean, well, I mean, it's Bri- true. That's where Brian and I met. It was on the internet. You know, it's true. Yeah. I mean, Developed it's a, true. a friendship. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's. It's not uncommon. Um, I feel like most a, people meet on the internet now. Yep. Nowadays. Pre, yeah, sure. Pre-dating sites. <laughs> yeah, pretender. <laughs> Before farmers only. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, you get married, you have a kid. Well, hold on. You're still in Chicago at this time? No, we actually lived in his grandpa's had a house in Sugar House. Okay, so that's so so when that you got brought married, us here. That's what brought mm-hmm. you. Okay, that's brought us here. Free housing. Yeah, pay insurance and paid for the bills, but we took care of his grandpa for a little bit, and that's a yeah. it's a surefire way to find a place to live, <laughs> especially when you're yes. first married. If you yes. got yeah rent free, yeah. that's big news, yes. especially in Sugarhood. Sugarhood. So is that, do you guys still live in Sugar House? No, we actually live in Sandy. Okay. So kind of on the Sandy Draper border. Yeah. Well, Sandy Draper border. Man, that's a dangerous place. It is. It is. Seriously. <laughs> there. there's, a, there's a whole heck of a lot of uh, retail and uh, restaurants. <laughs> I, I work yep. down that area. So that South Town Mall, man, it's a dangerous place. Rough side of town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to Kearns. Yeah. Well, I, I don't... Like, what is... Yeah, I live in Gangland, so... West Stabbington. Uh, I don't know. Which one's actually... So where does Sandy stop and Draper begin? Is It's not 104th, is it? Like, are the car dealerships... It's 123rd. Okay, so the thir- car dealerships are all Sandy still. Yes. Good on Sandy. Smart people. Keeping all those car dealerships. Scraper, Draper doesn't want that white trash. Except for... It's got to have a little bump because Juan Diego's in Draper. It is. It's very strange. It's got a yeah. a very curvy. It's well. It's like that's West Valley still over there. In the right. Corner. Well, so that's West Jordan and that's West yeah. Jell- Valley and this is Kearns. But we're almost the four corners. It's because yeah. Draper annexed like all of that shopping center that's right there. I think. Uh, yes. And so, like Sweet Lake Biscuits over there is Draper Peaks Draper. Yeah. too, and all that. It was like yeah. the Walmart that it's actually in Draper, but Draper won't admit it. The one that's on, just on the other side of the freeway. It is technically. Yeah. Draper, but Draper doesn't. Oh yeah, that's the dirty secret is the Walmart. <laughs> It'll be our dirty little secret. That's right. So dirty little Tell that story. Walmart. Oh, no one likes Walmart. Um, <laughs> it's a necessary evil. It's like Nickelback. No it's one like will to liking. Nobody it. likes it, but no everybody like, knows it. No one likes Nickelback, but there's that that their concerts get sold out, them. and no one likes Walmart, but their parking lots always full. full. Same. What did Nickelback do to anybody? I don't mind Nickelback. <laughs> I liked them a lot as a kid. It's, it's not that. There's. Have you met anybody else that's willing to admit that they like Nickelback, Julia? No. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you guys don't like Guy Fieri too, right? No. no that what guy's awesome. <laughs> that guy's awesome. I think Guy Fieri does a ton. 
Look, it's his darn shirt. Look, flame. He looks like he looks like he has dumb hair. Doesn't he looks like a douchebag? He's like a walking Ed Hardy like (laughs) advertisement. But the dude is awesome. Like the stuff that he does for his employees is just phenomenal. Out of this world. Like I don't, I don't see other celebrity chefs doing the kind of shit that Guy Fieri does for his staff. He does a lot for schools too. He donates a a lot of cooking stuff. Well, and you got to admit, any place that he visits on his show like blows up. Yeah, they blow up. They do really well for like three or four years and their standards turn to shit and then the locals won't go there anymore. <laughs> but they still make good money because of all the tourists. <laughs> that is the curse of that show. It's like people get so busy. I don't think that they can keep their standards up sometimes. So, um, so how do you get, so how do you get into cooking? Like, it, like you have all this time away from like how you grew up and you're ready to make a big life change. What is it that drives you into, you know, becoming a chef and and starting a business probably i would say the passion for it but also people are asking me to do it so i decided to change from doing it for free <laughs> to <laughs> oh so you're one of those people that was like oh yeah sure i'll make food for your wedding of 400 yes yes yeah it's just pay me for the amount of food just making pay for neighbors food. dinner and doing freebie weddings or just for the cost of the items and it kind of uh, one of our neighbors had a food truck she was selling. I'd worked for her a couple times just for fun, and she gave me her account at Delta Airlines Reservation Department. Mm-hmm. So that kind of kicked it off the ground. Where it forced me to get a commercial kitchen, forced me to dig deeper. So is the spot you're at the first? Kitchen? No. Okay. Okay. So where did you start? I started in a kitchen off of Twenty First South, um, which was a little more central to where I was. Where the restaurant supplies are and going to the Delta Tower where I was doing my main catering or lunches, I should say. Uh And I was in with another baker, a man who was a baker, owned the kitchen and rented out spot. Because I know there's a – in that general area, there's quite a few – large commissary type kitchens yep. that a lot of the food trucks use because we've had we've had a number of food right, trucks on right and that's what they said well we, we rent out a tiny little space because you have to have a you commissary have to have a, you have to be to a commissary yeah. yes so i know there's a couple For of the health department places down there and then there's some in utah county but anyway we're not talking about utah county <laughs> well we can i mean the 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 laws on the laws regarding food trucks and catering service in Utah have improved dramatically have. over the last ten plus years. I think, especially in the last several, like the last five to six. I think. Well, I think the popularity of food trucks, because I mean, you think back ten, fifteen years ago, yeah, you saw the occasional roach truck, but that was it. You didn't see like what right. you're seeing now, like the shrimp shack and the the coffee trucks and the, the all of the different that are like nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that those. Other taco the, trucks. The roach coaches were good, but but the best taco place in the whole damn valley is still at the corner of Ninth and, and the, uh, oh, the old JC Penny building. No, it's a Sears. Oh, the old Sears, Sears building. But this is why we had an issue with the dog, is because your brain just <laughs> doesn't work. Um, but that's still, and that's actually one of the that that specific taco cart was a driver oh, yeah. for a bunch of the, the the laws that came into play, including the commissary, because, well, Taco Time across the street was a little pissed that they didn't get as much business as the taco cart. And that's because the taco cart's way better. <laughs> and now there's two of them. And they, that, that was the... Also having a little control, a little bit of guidelines and health department doesn't hurt. Well, and it was rough, because in a place like Salt Lake Valley... Like, you could operate in Murray, but you can't operate in Taylorsville, even though it's literally across the street at places, or like what we just talked about with Sandy and Draper. 
And so some of those recent laws have really unified that where, you know, you can operate within the whole county, which is fantastic. It's a lot better. Yeah, because at one point it was every single city had its you own had to rules. have a, yes. a vendor's license. Yep. So it's it expensive just to pay all the licensing and keep right. up with it, let alone their individual health departments. Especially with, the, with like the food trucks that travel. It's like, well, you can go here, but you can't go there. And yep. Yeah. So. And you have one truck that is licensed to operate in Utah County, but your other two trucks can only be up in Salt Lake County. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. So how does that work with what you do? Because you've got a central location, that's it, you're covered? So, yes, I have okay. my own commissary, basically. It's right. my kitchen. I rent it, um, and I commissary it out to Black Coffee Candy. Right. So she has... Oh, so she has a place she to has, do She has... Yeah. She can, yeah. can do her water, do... All count that for the health stuff, department. Yeah. yeah. The stuff that she needs. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're in your first place in Sandy. What... Or not saying South, Salt, South Lake. Salt Lake. How long were you there, and what were you doing there? I was there about seven years. Oh wow! Yeah, I've let's see, I've been in mine three years, so yeah, about six, seven years. And I was just using. I had my own counter. I had a section of the walk-in fridge. I had a section of the freezer. That's I had awesome. my dry goods, um, and then I had a certain amount of time that I used there. Did you With find some that, flexibility? Did you find that sharing, like having a section of the freezer, a section of the walk-in, did you find that that stuff, you know, stayed unmolested when you weren't there? No. Or okay. <laughs> I was wondering, like how that how that works out. Like the roommates who drink your milk. It's like yeah. a constant thing. You're like, well, I can't really put any expensive stuff in there because yeah. that'll get snagged. Some people would ask to borrow some. Text me, but we. I remember we were doing a big event and all my little butter cubes, you know, the little packages of butter. Somebody was having a wedding and helped themselves or their employee didn't know whose stuff was oh. whose, supposedly. Yeah, well. So those kind of things. Yeah, that's rough. That's really rough. Yeah. And so now it's just your stuff. Now and then- it's just mine. I've had a renter up until about a year ago and she has her own cafe and draper oh. and built a kitchen onto it. So she was using your... She was using mine as a so- commissary, mine to bake her bread. So... So how did the transition come about from where you were to where you are now? So the owner was going to be selling the building. He had done it a long time. He was doing all the desserts for jazz games, things like that. And he decided he was going to sell the building. So I had heard that through the grapevine Uh and thought I need to be prepared for when, when I have no spot to go because I wasn't ready to be done. What did they offer it to you? Um, I don't think he did. Oh, I don't remember. Curious. And it was also, he was asking like, way, way more for the age of the building. Yeah. 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 And what I would have gotten out of it. So you move, uh, you move out to Sandy uh, and Riverton, Riverton, wherever it's at. <laughs> south end of the valley. It's a very different spot in the valley. Very different. Because yes. now it's all the way out yes. in the south and not in southwest in Riverton uh, and not in the middle of, of Salt Lake was... Was that location chosen because of proximity to where you live, or it was just a, a good location that you managed to find? Or It was actually just by chance, and that there's not a lot of commercial kitchens available. We looked at building out one of our own. Um, we were just driving by. We knew somebody had previously been in there. It was a, a lady who sold meals, meal prep. Before that, it was a Domino's. It was Domino's for probably yes. 10 plus years. Oh, wow. And so we saw a sign and decided to check on it. Do they still thought, have the Domino's pizza ovens? No. <laughs> when, no. When Domino's left, they took 
like but most of their equipment. Oh, I would imagine because they can just they can just resell that stuff. Um, right, or you put it into other franchises. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when we got the kitchen, it was sold as if it was a working kitchen, <laughs> even though there was rotting food and <laughs> and all kinds of surprises. And we got in there and signed a lease, and then the city came in and said, "This is a horrible spot. Get out of there." You can't use this. Oh, no. So, like you say, it's 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 very difficult, and each city has their own rules. We had to rebuild through the ceiling to make a vent for the stove. Oh, yeah. And I said, well, how did Domino's, how did Jacqueline Cooks, who was previously there, how did they use it? And they said, we don't know, but you have to, so... Laws changed. They whatever yeah. their well, grandfather so that, so was. Um, the one previous to us just knew someone. They said, yeah. well, she knew someone, and... So forty to fifty thousand dollars later, that we didn't knew, know. You can be thankful that your story is not like that, fams or uh, Viet Fams from oh. Pretty Bird, because yes. that was the most ridiculous story ever. So, you know his spot downtown. Yes. Have you heard the story of what that happened there? That they had to vent, right? And so they got the, the original. Uh, they had the blueprints, and when they decided to to get in the space, they're like, "Okay, there is a ventilation shaft already there to vent out, so you can do your we chicken thing." Yeah, and uh, they get there, and the ventilation shaft just was, terminates was in the middle yeah. of the building, goes nowhere. So they ended up having yep. to spend like I think a quarter million dollars to reroute to vent. a vent through the building so that it didn't go into the theaters. <laughs> well, and ours vented. There was an oven there. It just didn't vent enough. They needed a fire suppression system. Mm -hmm. And then to build that, we had to pay for them to build a cage on the roof so whoever worked on it would not fall off the fall roof. Fall off. Or fall so, off. Yeah, a few surprises and going out on our own like this. So 2018 was the big change for Utah. 2018, every so many years they have big code changes. 2018 was the big code change. So anything before 2018, right. but 2018 was a big code change across the board for a lot of things. Yeah. So it probably fell under. It was some of that. It that. was some of just not, no one being aware of what was going on previously. True. So did you have your current kitchen, or not your current, did you have your previous kitchen while you were doing all of this or were you just like I dead did. in the water? There were a few months that were, maybe two months that were dead. Um, I, we worked out a deal since I was pouring so much into somebody else's building. I got a few months free while we were working on it. And I was overlapping with my kitchen there, but not doing as much. And so there wasn't, a, there was only a couple of months that. Probably not tons of time either as you're trying to get the space ready too. Right, like right. how much do you, can you really pour into making food what, at that point? What happened to the lady before you? Cause I remember it opening, but she was only there for a short time. Did, did yeah. You, I, I, she left a bunch of rotten food for her. She did. She got <laughs> locked out. And and I probably should not say much more. Other yeah. than when I first got in, there were threats made to me for taking over the building. We had police involved. She had a following that didn't, because she got locked out and lost her business, Yeah, that they didn't want me coming oh, in. Oh, because she was, I mean, she may have done other things. I mean, she may have been other places, but she was only in that space for such a short amount of time that right. I didn't hardly even realize she had come and gone. It was yeah. that quick. Yeah. That's too bad. So why uh, why have you stuck with with catering over doing you know like a truck or finding a brick and mortar to to do like a full blown restaurant? Why has catering been the, the 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 path that you've stuck with? Partly, it's the passion of wanting to do something different 
I I think I would have a hard time in the restaurant. I worked in banquets before when I was younger, and I like the creativity of constantly getting to do something different. I worked on the food truck, and that just wasn't me because I do like to do some things that are a little more beautiful or higher end for some events. Yeah, whereas a truck, the, I'm sure you And just... the taking the truck and having the generator and all that was just not my thing. And so at my age and starting when I did, a restaurant did not seem possible either. So I, I kind of have the best of both worlds because I control my schedule. I can be creative. I change my menu every week. I have customers that order meals every single week. Oh, wow. And so they pick up their meals and we make the dressings from scratch. We make the breads. And so they have two or three meals for the week. And so you're doing you're doing just like individual meals as well, Correct. not just big Correct. Events. So we can do them vegan or gluten-free. Yeah. We offer gluten-free, dairy-free, we custom and cater to their needs. And so when I was first starting, my son said, but you have to have a thing. You have to be like a waffle truck or you have to be a taco truck. You have to have something that people recognize immediately. And I said, no, because really I want to cater to what they need. If somebody has a health need, it's the passion for it. It's yeah. not just a job for me. Well, all I know is when I go over there and the door is open and you're cooking, <laughs> oh, the smells that come out of there is amazing. But you can't <laughs> right. just walk up and be like, hey, can I get some? Because she's prepping it. Because the answer right. is right. no. <laughs> no, they, we, they order ahead. Yeah. So they order online for each week for what they want. Hey, you should do that. I have, we Take should my meals do to that. work. They have a fridge I can use. Not us. You would. I was going to say I mean, you would let someone else take over your cooking duties. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, like my office, like because I, oh, I do yes. once a month. I do. I do events uh, with my team where right. we order. Food and and that's our that's our bread and butter. The the meals pay the rent. Um, it started a lot of my neighbors wanted meals, so I was del- taking home meals to them before I was even licensed, and had the kitchen and just doing that to be nice, and then. Um, the events, the corporate, we do a lot of law firms and their monthly attorney lunches or whatever. Mm-hmm. So those are the bread and butter. And, and then you do fun. some big stuff because you did like the governor's something or the other. Yeah, we, and we do stuff for the mayors, like their little state of the city addresses. And So do you still do stuff with the jazz or anything? Or that wasn't you? No, that was the, that, that was the okay. owner of the previous, yeah. And he sold that off to somebody else? Or? They actually went with a new, a big... Inter, uh, a national company. Oh. So his do they use Levy left. too? Do you yes, know? they do now. The last few years, they've that's who they've gone to. It astounds me how good the food that Levy can put in some places and how crappy it is at Rio. <laughs> Sucks at Rio. Tinto. There's a there's a wide variety. Yeah, that's catering, man. You get what you yes. pay for when you're willing to pay for. One dollar hot dogs and um, like a spread that includes hamburgers, hot dogs, and then like one place that makes wings in the stadium, then that's what you get. <laughs> and when you're willing to pay like NFL stadium rates, like the Raiders Stadium uh, down there in Las Vegas, and like have gourmet concessions, <laughs> that's what you get. Like Philly cheesesteaks made to order with like awesome cheese sauce in the Denver Stadium. Are you making me hungry? Because <laughs> <laughs> stadium food in a quality stadium oh, yeah. is just amazingly great, right. especially since you're captive and you can't go anywhere else. But like the jazz dinners, they're not that good. Those executive they, sweet they, dinners that the jazz get. In not, the past, not they anymore. have yes, been. Yeah, not so because the last few years, my dad's gone. company has had a suite there for 20 plus years. So there's been times when 
for whatever reason, they're supposed to have an executive group that fell out. And my dad will send us all texts. Hey, we got the booth tonight. Anybody want to come? So I've gone with them a few times in probably six, seven years ago, something like that. It was really good. But yeah, the last it's, it's, off it's a been a while since I've been, probably three or four years, and it was not that great. Well, you know, I think it's partly the change. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, and maybe it'll be better now with uh, Smith from Qualtrics buying the Jazz. Uh, he might make some changes there. We'll see. So, so, so individual meals. How do, how does that work? If somebody's like, oh, I so want. So on our website, they order by Sunday evening. The pickup and delivery is on Tuesdays. So do they come to you, or do they you- come to the kitchen to pick up if they want, or we deliver to the mostly to the south end of the valley right now. If they're in your general vicinity. Yeah, give or take. And do you do like a week's worth at a time? We or? Right now we're offering two entrees. Today, like we had steak fajitas or vegetarian fajitas, a full meal, a platter. And then we also had a butternut squash soup with a harvest mm. salad, homemade multigrain rolls. And then we had zucchini bread, marshmallow so brownies. So, so there's there's often <laughs> several week. items that are offered. Next and week is a low country boil, a chicken asiago with he's pasta. He's got it. You're looking it up or you're psychic? Laird peaches and cream for dessert. <laughs> he's got it. Are these, so when, when, when people get these meals... Um, you know, they can get them for a couple times during the week. They can order right. two. And right. like they're just take them home and heat them up in the microwave or the yes. oven or. Yes. They're, they're, everything's ready to go. Like today with the rolls, we put in some homemade peach jam. It's a complete meal. Our dressing, we did a citrus yogurt dressing from scratch. And we were offering three a week, but I've just been too busy with as the catering's picked up. So now it's two entrees a week plus other goodies. So how many, on average, do you do a, a week? It depends. It can be anywhere from 30 to 40 to over 100. Wow. It it changes. That's a that's a big variance. That's, it is. That's pretty and big. It's very strange how it changes. Does it, does it vary by what it is? So like by the menu sometimes, or not necessarily? And sometimes it's time of year. If I'm not careful watching, oh, it's school break or it's this or that. It's sometimes, you know, if it's a, a holiday weekend, so sometimes I've started not doing it like I didn't do the day after Labor Day mm. because I didn't want to be cooking on Labor right. Day. And You're usually like, oh, those are UEA slower. Oh, it's weekend. No one's going to buy food. Right. Right. So sometimes it's that um, if I am too busy, my priority is the special guests or special events. That looks so good. Weddings <laughs> and... <laughs> corporate mm-hmm. and so if i'm too busy with those i will not do a week that makes sense that makes do you sense. do like thanksgiving or is that one that you stay away from? we do and we had a kitchen in st george we were doing it also in st george and i've lost the kitchen in st george because i just had somebody inquire about doing thanksgiving so we do usually offer a thanksgiving dinner or at least pies but we will be offering it up here this year instead of instead in st george <laughs> That's really cool. I like that. Uh, I like that. Idea. Who do, who else did we talk to that did private meals? It was a it was a guy. I'm trying to think of his I name. Can't we remember. Oh, and I think I saw it on your. We touched him probably. I was probably six or seven months ago. Yeah, I think I but, saw it on your. And I can't remember his name. List, Same kind I, of thing he did, he did. And then he had the the online thing where where he would also do recipes online. Maybe and like you could catering. You could pick the recipe and then you would buy the ingredients. Oh, kind like, of like a Blue Apron. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah he so would was, do some of that. So stuff. it was kind of a cook it yourself, but he would send you all the ingredients based right. off what you ordered right. for the week or something like that. But a very similar 
but I don't know if he did like the catering. I think no, he did private catering. So private he would do catering. like like private dinners for for families and stuff. That yeah, I'll do private chefing. Yeah, when for private parties, um, and like I said, weddings, that kind of thing. So that's really cool. So if 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 you're having a Christmas party and yep. And yeah, we are already getting booked into you want a December. Chef. Yeah. So how big? How small? For, we like a minimum of twenty when to, we go. It's like if we're doing an office luncheon to make it worth your time and effort. We ask a minimum of twenty. That's, but we do up that's to about four hundred. Too bad. Like yeah, that's a, right. that's a lot a of places will make you do more, a lot more. more so that's right. great. Right. Yeah. So Jeremy, your family could totally use <laughs> to cater if it was the whole. Well, because there's thirty of us. With yeah, just my siblings. That's what I'm saying. That's spot on. You so yeah, we'd be good. And yeah. we cap out about 400. I mean, sometimes we'll. I I have a portable warming oven that I plug into our vehicles that we take with. You got to have a lot of help to do bigger yes. parties than that. That's that's so, a lot of. Fun. I always, I always see it by yourself at the shop. Do you have yep. people or I just have contract as workers? Needed? And before the virus, they would come in and cook on Mondays. And uh, since the virus, I've kind of gotten used to doing it on my own. A little bit of a control freak, maybe. But, um, yes, I have contract workers that will come. So I, when we do a special event, like we did something for Burgess Owens or was it? No, it was Mike Lee and uh, the Riverton mayor. I had people come to help serve. So I just have a list that I pull from. So do you do the full serving and everything? Mm-hmm. If if they if they ask, yep, we plate and serve. Oh wow! So what what as little or as much as they want you to do? Yes, I I would imagine some is just bring the food, drop it off, walk Especially away. Especially now, yes, yeah. we do a lot. We're still doing um, one of the main law firms downtown, Curtin McConkey. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of office meals. We used to do buffets. Now we. Leave like individual box boxes. Stuff. They have runners, and then they have a Zoom meeting. So we do boxed up or serve it there, scoop it there, so it's hot. But runners take it to each office. And then, hmm, interesting. I bet. I bet. COVID, well, I know COVID changed everybody's it everything. Did. Yeah. I mean, you had to rethink a lot of things. How? Do, yeah. How? How was that impact for you? Because you were already doing, you know, pre-done meal delivery type stuff. So right. That... The individual meals skyrocketed actually. Oh, I during bet. that time. And um, I was able to still keep going. Even some say, of the corporate, we dropped off, like I said, the boxed meals. And so we're still here. And Well, I bet during COVID, people were like, well, I still want the meal, but I don't want to go out to eat. This right. is a perfect way to right. have it brought to me. And a lot of referrals during that time because people were... Didn't want to go out. And we do, we do some elderly people and some people who are afraid to go out, so... Just bring it to their door. So, what's your uh, what's your weirdest or craziest catering request you've ever gotten? <laughs> <laughs> a bachelorette penis cake. <laughs> that's, see, that doesn't even and that's not weird that weird. Yeah. That's not that weird for the for the, what it was. And um, they ended up actually finding their own pan and doing it themselves. So, but that was a request. But we don't have that many that are. We've done a couple like in. Um, at Brigham Young University, where we've popped a lot of breakers, like if they'll have it more in a, uh, a classroom, and we're trying to plug in. Oh yeah, um, those kind of things, and that's not a weird request. It's just a we have a lot of difficult situations. We've done weddings where it's in a reception place that it's in their grounds on their in their woods, and they put us in an old 
um, gardener shack that has a sink, no refrigerator, and we're serving ice cream <laughs> and bunk cakes. I mean, we've been in a lot of bad situations, just, yeah, but not, you learn how to just go with it. Not well thought out by right. the, uh, the planners. Right. And, well, they had a building, too, but their reception happened to be in the gardens and in the woods. And we're in a shack with a little air conditioner, no refrigerator, scooping ice cream for 300 people. But no, like, just fill the sink full of ice. (laughs) We had dry ice. I mean, often we don't know what we're getting into until we're there. Yeah, and then you just kind of have to figure out. We've gotten really good at just going with the flow. Have you ever had any, like, like, I want paella for 200? Like that kind of crazy like dish request for a, no, a but paella number. we could do for two hundred. But yes, that would um, take a while. Two thousand, it wouldn't. Would, yeah, I wouldn't do it for two thousand because I'd want quality control. But um, not really, um, especially I think in this area. Sometimes it's very simple: roast beef and potatoes and. You know, I have to give them some suggestions to get out of the box a little bit. Like, how about cocovine instead? Like, yeah, no, that we could do. Yeah. Coca Vine's so good. She's like, I can make anything. I've, ever, yeah, I've well, only ever had stuff like Coca Vine. I've only ever had it when it's been served banquet style at like a hotel or something right, for a convention. Right. And we often do. I mean, before this too, or lately we've actually had servers standing behind at the buffet scooping, so not everybody's touching the same. That's touching the utensils, touching the serving so utensils. What's, what's one of your funnest? Or the whatever you would say that one of the like your favorite thing most to make? enjoyable thing that you get to make. Oh. Like, is it breads? Is it? Is it? I feel like when you're a chef or someone who likes to cook, that's a hard. Like, that's not a. Yeah, but it's a good question. Brie, you're right because, like I said, <laughs> I like. My husband would always say, "Don't do something new. Why are you doing something new? And you're not sure." <laughs> I like the challenge. I, you know, last week we did a wedding. They wanted pretzel bites. I shouldn't say this in case they listen. I've never done pretzel bites. I taught, <laughs> I taught myself to do pretzel bites, and we're doing hundreds of pretzel bites with cheese dip. And I'm sure so, they're great. That actually sounds really good. I'm like, it's yeah, just something. pretzels. I'm sure you've made pretzels a bunch right, of times. Right. So, and, you know. That well, I really hadn't. Really I mean, and it's not it's not hard, but you're talking volume. So, of course, we have to bring the oven to keep things warm. And But there's not any one thing because I like the challenge. And I, I even at my age i like constantly learning something new we still go and take cooking classes sometimes i'll make my husband go with me but we like to travel and do go to different cooking schools that's uh our friend from uh what's her name from ruby snap um oh yeah she uh she went to where'd she go to to italy to learn how to make gelato yeah yeah for two weeks just to learn just it's not even for her business she just wanted wanted to to learn learn how to make gelato i think you kind of have to have a passion for it because in the end work in some ways is always work but if you have a passion for it the fun sometimes outweighs the times when it's truly just work right. and i'm doing the dishes and i'm mopping the floor today um we've i'm speaking of the paella we've gone to barcelona and taken paella making classes i've always wanted to make paella i've always wanted to do that's it. so cool yeah. He's kind of an amateur chef. He does all the cooking. I haven't cooked in the that's 11 wonderful. years that, I mean, <laughs> I don't. Total, I'm a professional chef that's taken no courses ever. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been cooking for 35-ish years. Yeah. And so, you're not, yeah, you're not so alone. So when you're doing new stuff, are you practicing at home and your family's Sometimes, the guinea pig? Yeah. Or So how many pretzel bites did you eat this week? <laughs> <laughs> he actually came over and helped me just because we knew the family who it was yeah. at the Draper Barn. I don't know if you saw oh, yeah. the Draper Barn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where is nothing? There's nothing. There is a sink. Yeah. 
And nothing. <laughs> nothing else. It's so. a beautiful venue. So it, what's, it is. What's the cringiest thing when people say, I want this, that you go, ugh. It's sometimes the Pinterest people. <laughs> who, They're like, I got this thing. Who want it. We also did a baby shower in a draper yard that had live bunnies uh, hopping around, and they were very specific of what they wanted. And I finally told her, you know, she kept saying, I want a vegetarian sandwich like at Food for Thought, which is a restaurant in Draper. And I said, finally, I said, you know, if you want to go get them from them, I am totally okay. I'll do the other things. But very specific or look on Pinterest and want something totally replicated. And I said, I will do my version of the Caprizi sandwich, which they ended up loving. But sometimes you get very particular people who are used to getting their way exactly how they want it. And the bunnies ran away and they were trying to put a fence up. And it was a beautiful sight <laughs> for a baby shower <laughs> over the top. <laughs> but I, my, my goal is to make everybody happy and to kind of do food that everybody will like, but maybe elevated a little bit. So even the people who are difficult, we love them because it stretches what we can do. So what all do you do? Do you do food and drinks? Yes, and I do not have a uh, liquor license. If somebody provides their own alcohol, we will serve it. Yep. But um, we, yeah, we do. We ha we're known for this herbal lemonade that we do oh. that has like basil and rosemary and mint um, so we do those kind of things. We'll bring drinks. I do um, photo shoots. Like two weeks ago, I did a photo shoot. A, a producer who comes from California calls me. So we have to have craft services all day, have breakfast, have lunch. So that kind of thing. What's it's a uh, wide variety. What's your personal favorite food? Not to make necessarily, pasta. but your favorite dish. Pasta. I'm Italian. Okay, pasta. But, what, but what specifically with pasta? Because there's a huge range of pasta. If I had my choice, I mean, I grew up with Italian food, so I'd even eat buttered noodles. But if I chose, I like a bolognese sauce, which we're doing in a couple of weeks. But and if we if it's not cost prohibitive, veal, beef, pork, all in the bolognese. Mm. For me, that buttered noodles with mazithra. Yeah, mazithra. That's like, like uh, one of my favorite. Spaghetti factory. Who does that? Spaghetti, spaghetti factory, factory does, does that. It, but uh -huh. Just, just. Buttered noodles with mazitha yep. cheese on it. So simple. That's good. But so maybe a little bit of salt and pepper, just right. a tiny bit. But Sometimes is... simple is the best. But I yeah, I would say my favorite food is spaghetti. It's like cacio de pepe. It's like pepper, butter, and parmesan, basically. Yep. Yep. So, so simple, but so good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, that's uh, Carbonara is one of my favorite pastas. And that's also super simple. It is. We went to where did, Cecilia Mia. Yeah, we're going to go there this Friday. Yeah, we're going there Friday. Are you? You have a reservation? Yeah. Because yeah. nobody could get in. We had a reservation, <laughs> and they bring out the whole pos, uh, Parmigiana wheel. And they finish well, it. It in was the wheel. beautiful. I've had it. I've had it before when they've been at events where they're doing it in mass, like at the City Weekly. Best so, of like, place. I've had a bowl of like where everything's gone and like the end of it, and then they started a fresh one, and I was like, "Oh, dang! I needed to be like two people behind where I was." So, I'm excited to actually go and sit and actually yeah. have the meal, and not just kind of have it in the tasting. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of those places that people really need to visit because you would pass it on the strip mall and not think twice. And yet, you can't get in there unless you have a reservation. I mean, they're packed. Mm -hmm. And very good quality food and good service. Kind of old school. 
good service. I'm super excited. I like to get dressed up and go places like that and sit down and eat. And he's, he's a huge foodie. In fact, most of our friends are kind of foodies. And so we're always looking for so, somewhere like, fun to go and eat. Almost yeah. Olive Garden level. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that's, that is where Jeremy is at. I'm kidding. Olive Garden's great. Sure. What is it? There, their breadsticks are great. Their breadsticks are good. Salad and breadsticks. And I I do like their. I do like their salad. You put enough butter, garlic, salt on anything, you can eat it. It'll it'll taste good. I like their water. Do you know? I'm to the the point where water's good. I like anything that I haven't made sometimes (laughs) because when you cook a lot, it. You know, somebody brought me pumpkin cookies this week and said, "Oh, I'm so embarrassed to bring them to you." No. I'm grateful. If I don't have to make don't it, have to make it. Yeah, absolutely. We got one more question for you. Yes, and we'll uh, we'll let you uh, spit out all your your info so people can find you. Um, you've lived in Utah for quite some time now. It sounds like. So, what is the the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah? Having grown up in Chicago and also having traveled quite a bit. It surprises me what we have, that there is, you can find anything that you're looking for, for good and for bad, but you also have, you have entertainment, you have concerts, you have art, you have desert, you you have the, the hiking. I, I couldn't think of a better place to have a well-rounded, growing up, Utah, no one knew what it was. It was one of those states there. It's somewhere out there, and you don't know really anything about it. Montana, Idaho, right? It's, you just, know, it's, in, the, from it's Idaho, in the blur of states. But once you've once you've been here and seen it, um, I really didn't have a desire to go back to Chicago or or even my husband to Dallas. We've visited, but it, there is everything here, and that I think that's a surprise that people wouldn't know until they got here. That you can find so much of what you're looking for. So how can people find you and order food and catering and ask for penis cakes that you make them make themselves? You know, yeah. <laughs> Our website is www.carmelascuisine.com, and there's a little pink tab that says order pickup or order meals. Um, and we're on Instagram and Facebook. They got lots of good pictures of good-looking food, so... Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for considering having me visit. Well, that's it for the night. Follow us on... Uh, Why do you always say that? Because that's what Because that say. is it for the night. Follow us on social media at TNU Podcast. Go check out our website, thenewutah.com. You can... Uh, Look at most of the shit the guests talked about, about why Utah is so awesome. All our different stuff. There's a lot of, <laughs> like, one things on there that are all covering that thing. What? Why are you smiling like that, Julia? Just just don't worry about What's it. What's going on there? <laughs> you missed it. He's Clearly. doing the Stevie Wonder thing at the mic. What? Dun, dun. I don't I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you clearly don't because I don't know what you were doing, but it was not a Stevie Wonder thing. It's because my eyes weren't closed? No, it's, cause no, you're it's because you're Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, you, your eyes could have been closed. It still wouldn't have mattered. Go check out Carmi's place, though. Man, that her food sounds delicious. I know it smells delicious every time I've walked past it. Yeah, yeah. Go check we'll out. Have to, we'll have to get a report from Brighton and Julia. Yeah, you guys are going to order some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it will have to be after the wedding. That's true. Yeah, the report will come after. That's all but right. We're going to eat it in a couple days. And I'll uh, I'll report on um, food in Hawaii after the wedding. Oh yeah, well that's why we're setting aside the the Tuesday after the wedding to just talk to just about, talk about and Hawaii, the dolphins slapping Bree in the face. 
Yeah, because, you know, they were pissed at her. Or whatever sound they make. As long as it's not an orca, because they'll just fucking kill you. Those things are mean. It's because it's a shark. <laughs> it's not a shark. It's a fucking dolphin. I thought it was a shark. No, killer whales are dolphins. <laughs> Hope you uh, find your dad, and That's buddy. the thing. We call them killer whales, but they're actually dolphins, and they are yeah, I knew fucking they, mean. I knew they weren't whales. And wicked smart, so... They will kill you. They know what they're doing. They're not fucking around. <laughs> they will they kill, kill you. They, they will. Oh, it will kill. Have you ever watched the videos of the shit they do? Like fucking slamming into like floating piles of ice to knock the fucking seals off of them? No, I did see a video. I don't know if it was that kind of whale. Some whale like flipped a seal way up in the air. Oh, yeah, I've seen no, that, that was that was one hundred percent. That's black an and white one. Like yeah, that's a just, killer. Just whale. out of nowhere, just just. 20 yeah. feet in the air. That, yeah. that 100% is a killer whale being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll eat them. That's like, like how a dog kills a snake that octopus, finds in the yard. Octopus are like that. They'll just walk around and they'll punch fish. What? Mm-hmm. They yeah. just go around. Sorry. They just go around and they're like. Just and they just, right out. Uh-huh, and they just punch a fish. They're rude. Well, fish they're, punchers. There's shrimp that do that too, actually. They'll, yeah, yeah, they'll boil the water. They're shrimp so fast. Shrimp are fucking mean, man. The mantis shrimp. Shrimp are fucking mean. Uh, and I'll leave you guys with this, because uh, you're going to share our episode. Um, just do a Google search for um, seahorse giving birth. 